Welcome, everybody, to Dead Talk Live. Our guest today is returning Steve Gonzalez from Ghost Hunters, which is premiering its newest season this Thursday, April 6th, on the Travel Channel and Discovery Plus. Steve, it's always a pleasure to talk with you, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you? Thank you for having me back. Oh, man, you're kidding? I love this. I mean, you are like the OG. You guys are like the oh. OG of paranormal investigators on television especially so let's get right down to it i mean you've been doing this for a really really long time now uh long question cut short is there anything still out there that surprises you to this day <laughs> uh, yes you know there is uh, uh, there are a lot of things that uh, surprise me and uh we're always learning, you know, every investigation, every experience, everything we do, uh, we always come away with a, a new perspective. Uh, and with that also experiences and things that we hadn't quite experienced before. And that does happen. I know uh, just recently, well, recently, um, just a few months ago, uh, we were filming uh, and I believe it may have been at the Bastille... Uh, or maybe even uh, the Hoover Dam, but uh, I had seen a moving uh, black mass of sorts just sort of uh, working its way through the environment, and I had never really seen anything like that wow. before. That <laughs> sort of wow. took me, uh, you know, but uh, that happens. I mean, I've seen things like that and, and things that, of course, I've interpreted as uh, shadow-like figures, uh, but uh, nothing really this clear and in-depth and right in front of me so things do uh, surprise uh, for sure and uh, there was another uh, case where whether you believe in the demonic side or or you don't i don't know how to explain what happened here but uh, we had called in uh, the clergy you know mm -hmm. to, to bless a home uh, and to do what what they do for for the client and i don't know what it was but that house was was different uh, right after, and, and everybody noticed it. I mean, we were running around that house laughing and, and jovial with each other. People were smiling. Um, and just, you know, the day before, we were all, like, downtrodden and yeah. feeling terrible inside. And, uh, you know, even the, the, the film crew, as you know, uh, they're not necessarily believers, and, and yeah. they're just there to, to document what we do. Uh, luckily, you know, most of them do believe in, in the afterlife and the paranormal, but those who don't, uh, you know, we saw them looking at each other like, what is going on? Yeah. You know, this place feels like a different house. And, and I didn't expect that in such a, uh, you know, a, a turn of events so quickly. But yeah, things do still uh, surprise me. That's yeah. awesome. Now, uh, this is, is this season 16? This is season officially season 16 of ghost hunters correct uh it is yes, yes. okay now you guys premiere at what is now called the bastille it's a over 125 year old building that was originally a jail uh the place has seen numerous deaths it has gone through numerous transformations over the years from restaurants and so on now when you first pulled up to the bastille what were your initial impressions your feelings when you first looked at this very beautiful building by the way it is actually a gorgeous and you know what what's interesting is some places you go to 
you know, they don't look haunted. They don't always look like a haunted, you know, uh, a prison or, or, or a hospital. Sometimes they're, they're quite beautiful. Yeah. And, uh, but this place, pulling up to it, it does have a beauty to it, but it was one of those places you go, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you could already feel while you're there. You know, you're like, okay, I, I get it. You know, and, and uh, that's uh, California, Hanford, California, yeah. is the specific, uh, the exact city. But, uh, you know, not a town that's known for, for its hauntings or, or known for uh, California in general, although does have some spots where there's a lot of activity, uh, you don't immediately think, I need to get to California yeah. and look for the paranormal. It's just not one of those areas of the country that you're constantly getting feedback from. Uh, but this this place stood out. You know, we're driving through like, oh. Uh, and, you know, one thing for us that is kind of a, a grisly thing is you know, uh, the trauma of a place can work in our favor. The, the tragedy of a place can work in our favor where death, you know, that sort of thing, unfinished business, mm -hmm. uh, the feelings of being wronged in life, you know, all of that uh, works in our favor. And the Bastille had a lot of that yeah. happening. Yeah. Uh, and I think that carried over. I was surprised as the episode progressed how intense things got. Now, you you had several guests join you, uh, Satori and Cody, who we know very well, and Chandler Riggs, uh, who I've spoken to uh, from The Walking Dead. We, uh, Those of us who watched The Walking Dead, watched him grow up from an eight-year-old boy to the man he is today. Great down-to-earth guy to talk to. Uh, what were your impressions of Chandler? I didn't even know he was a believer in the paranormal, so that was news to me. Uh, what were your thoughts on how he approached the situation, conducted himself, and was open to listening to advice on how to proceed and so on? Chandler uh, was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I, I met Chandler uh, for the first time, I think it was season two of Walking Dead. So maybe yeah. 2010, 2011, he was a, a, you know, a little nine or 10 year old guy. Yeah. Yeah, he was actually, uh, we were at the same, uh, I think we were in Atlanta, and uh, his parents brought him over to to, to meet me and say mm -hmm. hello. And I, I knew he looked familiar. I'm like, I know this. And the, I think it was the mom's like, do you ever watch Walking Dead? Um, but even then, he had told me, he said, uh, my favorite show ever. I love what you guys do. When I get older, he is older now. Mm -hmm. You know, macho. he's a, he's a, a complete, yeah. you know, a gentleman and a, a great person, but seeing that that look in his eyes when he was younger and saying, "When I'm older, I'm going to do what you do." You know, he always had his eyes set on the paranormal, and uh, you know, I've seen him grow up uh, not just on television, but uh, we would run into each other and, and meet up every couple of years and, and chat. And um, he's always had that interest, and and I tell you what, he has always been uh, one of the most polite. Uh, oh, yeah. nicest Absolutely. Uh, I, I don't want to say kids because he's not no, no he's, he's, a, he's a he's a um but when he was a kid he, he was so sweet and it's awesome to see that it's carried over into his adult years he's just as awesome but what was cool is how serious he he took it yes, he really wanted to learn and he was really investigating you know sometimes people can just love and get so caught up in it it seems that they're more along for the ride to observe yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and nothing against them. They just, 
you know, it's their first time experiencing this sort of thing, and it's wondrous to them, uh, you know, the paranormal thing. Yeah. But he jumped in as an investigator and was really trying to dig quite deep. And, you know, I, I don't want to speak for him, but he did have some pretty intense experiences that I think uh, may have, you know, uh, tuned up his interest uh, quite a bit. Exactly. And we're going to get to one of those interests in a bit. Uh, also, Satori and Cody... Uh, Satori is Jason's daughter, so we've mm -hmm. seen her for uh, a while now. Now, watching Satori and Cody together, they have this uh, um, amazing, unique way of investigating. And they come up with some evidence that makes you say, wow. You know, uh, the, the joining of the hands, combining the energy, the alphabet. And they get names that never even pop up in your research. Uh what do you think about Satori and Cody and their methods? And does it even today blow you away the the information they walk away from? You know, I've known Satori obviously since uh, she was in diapers. Yeah. You know, before I knew Jason. Oh gosh, I don't want to say it wasn't before she was born, uh, but uh, she was definitely in diapers. Um, so I've known Satori her whole life, yeah. and. Um, you know, Jay and I would come back uh, from an investigation, you know, this was before television, uh, and his kids would be, you know, looking for ghosts in their own house, you know, <laughs> it's just in the family. And um, they do have a unique way of doing things. And, and uh, you know, we get much the same sort of interactions, you know, where you're trying to communicate, excuse me, you're trying to communicate through verbalizations in the environment, whether that be for rappings and sounds or, you know, whether it be through verbal uh, words. And, you know, they have a way of, they just thought of that technique on another level. You know, let's really pay attention and not just, hey, are you here? Let's yeah. hear back. Uh, let's see if we can get them to spell out words. And, and uh, you may not always see it, you know, on the show, but they do try to work in patterns where maybe they'll, you know, get them to say a certain letter three times in a row, that yeah. sort of thing. So uh, they're, they're getting some interesting mm -hmm. uh, results with that. You know, we, we look at it, you know, as a team, as a, a tool in our toolbox, yeah. you know, and we like to cross-reference it with, you know, scientific sort of data and, and of course, uh, different things that will help bolster those those uh, results that they get. But uh, I think it's quite fascinating and, and they're, they're great. I've known Cody as well for, uh, he, you know, he was uh, still a member of the TAPS home team. Yeah. Uh, so we've we've known him and his investigation styles uh, for quite some time. It blew me away what they came away with, especially in this episode. In this episode, now there was an interesting moment where you, Jason, and Chandler were on the first floor, and you say you can follow us, and then Chandler funnily says, "Well, you can follow him," but that that got me thinking. Uh, you know, you doing this for so long, do you have to constantly remind yourself not to become complacent? Uh, maybe say the wrong thing where if that spirit energy hears you, it's not only going to follow you around the building, it may follow you outside the building as well. Yeah, that, that's a great question. Uh, you do have to think about those things and, and what you're you know, saying in the environment. There is something there with intelligence listening to you or, or doing things. And for sure, you do have to think about that and, and what the, the sort of downriver effect of that would be. Uh, and, you know, some people do claim that things have followed them home. 
Uh, so I can understand Chandler if he's not ready for that sort of thing, you know, saying, no, no, follow him. <laughs> no. It was very funny. <laughs> no, it, it was great. Um, but it, quite frankly, I'm not that interesting. Nothing's following me home. You know? <laughs> if anything, I'm like, we came to his house. He's just playing video games. <laughs> like, get me out of here. You know? <laughs> but some people may have to worry about something following them home. And, and some investigators have, uh, you know, uh, claimed that things have followed yeah. them home. Uh, I don't blame Chandler for that. It was all in, in good fun. Um, but the, it can. Yeah, it can follow you around the building, can follow Absolutely. you. Absolutely. It sure could. Now, when it was Satori, Cody, and Chandler, that's when they came up using their method of the alphabet. They came up with a name. And with Chandler's help, they uncovered something that was, there was no way you guys were going to find that otherwise, unless something told you where to look. And that's a old pen. Um, you know, buried beneath the baseboard of a wall. Uh, I mean, what do you think about that? Uh, to uncover a piece of history like that buried in the walls of the Bastille. It 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 was really fascinating to see, and and everybody was sort of like, wow, like yeah. where did this come from? And you know, we've seen those sort of not in such a direct way, obviously, but. Uh, we have definitely had that kind of activity, and, and I guess you would say direct response in terms of in terms of trying to get somebody in the physical world to do or find yeah. something. Uh, we had a case. Oh gosh, uh, I want to say fifteen or maybe even twenty years ago, uh, where we had through EVPs and disembodied voices and sounds something lead us uh, to an area where there was a book and a wall. Wow. And that book in a wall did detail some grisly things and possibly even some murderous activity. Uh, you know, not uh, so somebody who may have done something pretty grisly when they were alive dictated it. Yeah. And, you know, buried it on a wall. And we, yeah, yeah. We found that, you know, and, and we were led to that uh, through, you know, EVPs and, and disembodied voices and sounds. And we couldn't believe we found that uh, it was before the days of you know our, our show, uh, so it's not documented in, mm -hmm. in that regard. Um, but that type of thing is is really uh, cool to, to yeah. see. Yeah, I mean that um, that really even the skeptics out there were like, oh man, wow. I mean, how how exactly does that really work? There is another great piece of evidence when you guys are about to leave. Uh, you're even announcing, okay, we're stepping outside. And that's where we hear the loud metal hit the ground, okay? You guys have to look around to try to find where that uh, emanated from. And you discover it's about like a two-foot-long steel iron rod. And if you look at the dust outline, it wasn't shifted across the bed. It clearly looks like somebody picked it up, moved it, and dropped it on the floor. Now, this is it looks like a heavy piece of iron, maybe five to ten pounds, but... Uh, it was very loud. Uh, you guys kept your cool, kept your calm, and were very fascinated as to that you caught this this poltergeist. What was your feeling on that? Because it happened as you were leaving. Do you interpret that as a message as, hey, don't leave yet, or yeah, get the hell out? To be honest, I think every case is, is different. You know, that may be a way of saying, hey, I, I don't leave yet. You know, I, mm -hmm. I haven't, you know, maybe passed the message along that I'm waiting to, or, or you haven't discovered, or, you know, you don't even know I'm here yet. Yeah. 
or it could be if we're dealing with something residual. Uh, it may have just have happened. Uh, but then again, if it was residual, it would be a case-by-case -case basis. Here, you're dealing with something in the environment and not just the sound, then likely it's not residual. It's going to be something with intelligence that can interact in the environment. But if it was just the sound, uh, possibly something residual. But I think in the, the, the Bastille, we were dealing with something that has some intelligence to it. Oh, definitely. Something that remembers its physical world and may be able to still see it and interact with it. So I believe that to be an intelligent haunting. Would it have happened if we weren't there? Maybe, I don't know, but but I think it was trying to tell us something. I think it was saying, hey, uh, the, the timing be... was a little too coincidental. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And and it's funny, you know, I, I, uh, we see that a lot where you're about to leave a place and then something happens. And uh, it, it it is a phenomenon. You know, we, I have a, a documentary project where uh, we were about to leave uh, and all of a sudden that's when all of the activity yeah. started to happen for us. On Ghost Hunters, uh, that is something we've encountered quite a bit. As a team taps, uh, we encounter that. And uh, I have a, a book project, a book in the works, and uh, one of the chapter titles is actually sometimes it's when you least expect it, you yeah. know, and, and <laughs> it's super true, you know, and, and here at the Bastille, uh, it's certainly that is a case of uh, us least expecting it because we were ready. We were walking out. Oh, we were, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you could see yeah. it. You guys were walking out. And now, in this case, you had a rare opportunity to get a trigger object from when the prison was in operation. And somebody tried to take their own life. That was the straight edge, uh, straight straight edge razor that you guys brought back to the Bastille. Now, considering that the interaction with that razor was kind of minimal, uh, as an investigator, do you sort of take it and put that in the column? Okay, maybe the spirit of this person is not here anymore. It, it could be. You know, you always have to keep everything in mind with the experiences you need to think of intent you know if it was the a spirit or person that we're trying to communicate with does the intent make sense why would they do something why would they interact around certain objects and, and we also as investigators and even people who are just enthusiasts of of what uh, we do as investigators it's important to remember too that you, you don't need a death to have a haunting you don't yeah. have to have that connection and not every death becomes a haunting. Okay. Uh, so you can have a phenomena that isn't uh, surrounding a, a certain person or a, a certain item, or maybe just haven't figured that out yet, but there doesn't always have to be that direct link of, you know, there was a person there at one time who had this and, and maybe they used it as, you know, a bit of a yeah. grizzly, uh, a sort of thing, or maybe they did. It could also be with something like that. Somebody just, reacting to it as you know an item oh it's exactly. a straight i had loved getting my hair cut you, you'd never really know i loved getting barbershop yeah. um, shaves you, you really don't know and you need to think of intent and the why you know that it is it's all the who what where when and why it, it all needs to make sense for you to consider it you know uh, an interaction with yeah. a specific person now, I uh, I asked Cindy Kaza this question, and I'm going to ask you the same question. When it comes to poltergeist activity, there are sort of two schools of thought. Poltergeist activity can be caused by the emotions of a living person. 
Uh, if their emotions are so powerful, they could be thousands of miles away. But if they were at a location where something happened, they can manifest poltergeist activity at that location. The second school of thought is it comes from a dead person, a noisy ghost, which is the definition of a poltergeist. Cindy said she believes both are true uh, and can happen. Do you agree with that or do you lean more one way than another? I think it's both. Uh, I, I really do. I don't think there is any strict rules as to this happens, this doesn't, this can, it can't. When you're dealing with, with spirituality, if you're dealing with things that you see in the physical world, now we do know that that needs to, anything needs to obey the laws of science, or we're just not able to see it in our yeah. physical world here. Um, but the more even you learn about that, you know, it's interesting science now, they could take uh, two atoms that were once uh, together and separate them, mm -hmm. wow, like put them across the world. And they mirror each and, other. It, it, right. And they can do something to one atom and the other one reacts. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's just because they were next to each other at one point and they have this, you know, I think it's called connectivity theory. Yeah. Or, yeah. And, uh, you that, know, that, that is truly, I mean, I mean, I know exactly what you're talking about. And that yep. blows, that, that's just, that quantum physics of science just is, is, it's hard for everyday people to wrap their minds around, but it does happen. It's been proven. Uh, what can we expect in this season of Ghost Hunters? Did you guys go to a lot of interesting places? Uh, we can see some cool stuff. How, how would you explain this upcoming season? It, it really, personally, I think it's some of our best investigations. We really were able to use a lot of different techniques because we're investigating places that we never thought we would be investigating. Yeah. Investigating the, the Hoover Dam. Uh, when you get there and realize the size of it, it's so daunting just thinking about how am I going to <laughs> investigate <laughs> this? And then hearing all the stories, all of the deaths. I mean, almost 100 people died during the building. Yeah. Uh, and that's just during the building uh, of the dam. You know, think of what has happened there. And, and let's not forget, you don't always need trauma and tragedy. You know, it can just be uh, good times that, that people have had at places or a place that they felt very connected to. So we had a lot of potential there for activity. Uh, the Argonaut and Kennedy mines, those were really fascinating to investigate. And they were two mines that were rivals. They were on sort of the same property, but far enough away. Uh, and they were rivals and really fought against each other. But then there was a, a fire uh, that trapped, uh, oh, oh gosh, I forget the exact number. I want to say it was about 30. Uh, don't quote me, that that yeah. could be skewed. But they were trapped. And the two mines ended up coming together. And really, the whole town did to try to save these wow. trapped miners. Uh, sadly, it, it didn't you know, wow. happen. They all passed away. Um, but they tried. And it became a whole thing where the, the city uh, or town, whatever it was at the time, uh, really came together and it was a, a learning moment and and uh, for i think uh, that whole area that's and amazing it was, it that's was amazing. really really cool but yeah i remember jay and i were investigating i i don't know if how much i should say but i i remember there was stories of uh and this is really sad and grisly to talk about but it's true uh there is a story of a gentleman falling from a, a lookout at the mine it may have even been a lookout for things like fire. I'm, again, I'm, I'm speaking out of yeah. turn. I don't quite remember the exact nuances. Um, and he fell uh, to his death. Wow. 
And we did, all of a sudden, Jay and I heard uh, what we thought sounded like somebody falling wow. and hitting the ground, you know. And sure enough, when we play back the audio, you hear those exact sounds. And it was really kind of, you know, put our, all stuck all our hairs on end. Yeah. And, you know, that's yeah. something you'll be thinking about for a long time. And, and as much as we preach, not preach, but say, you know, you, you shouldn't be necessarily scared of the paranormal uh, there's nothing to fear because it's not going to hurt you. Uh, there is some things that are quite, there are, I should say, excuse me, there are some things that are quite scary and, and they can be scary. Uh, for us, we may get startled a little more so, but then we go after it and we get, you know, intrigued by it. But even for us, it, it can be scary. And when you're encountering certain things, um, but uh, we have some, uh, you know, I hate to always talk about evidence, but we have some great evidence too this this season. Between thermal evidence, we have a, a complete mapping a scanner that is uh, something that we can uh, carry around with us, and it maps the environment and shows us anything that's moving XLS, within the yeah. environment. Yeah, but not SLS. No, oh, okay. uh, SLS. Uh, it is a, a lidar device okay. uh, that lasers and sonar. But it works so awesome. And we've been able to see things moving in the environment and say, there's something over there. Wow. We go over there and investigate a little more. And we get EVPs. We see things. We're here. So this has really been quite valuable. And we use it a lot this coming season. And, and I think people will really like that. That sounds really excited. I'm looking forward to it. Before I let you go, I do want to ask you one question. You released a follow-up documentary to The House in Between. Uh, yeah. I didn't know that was coming out. I It caught me by surprise. I was just looking through uh, the streaming networks, and I'm like, whoa, this is a part two. Uh, a great follow-up documentary. Do you plan on monitoring that house for a while more? you think there's more to be revealed from that house? I think so, for sure. Uh, I mean, I, I don't want to say too much about what the current state of the house is. Uh, mm -hmm. I'll leave that up to the folks over there. Um, but it is still very much so being investigated. I think some of the activity uh, has been uh, ramped up a little bit, not because of what we're doing there, but I think because of uh, introducing, you know, the, the team there to different techniques and, mm -hmm. and things that they're continuing to use. And uh, we were able this time to uh, get a, a geophysicist, Carolyn, you'll see her in, in the documentary. Mm -hmm. And, we tried during part one, uh, I tried for four, five, six months and was just, nope, 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 we'll lose our funding. Nope, nope, I'll get fired. Nope, nobody. Uh, but she was willing to, you know, put herself on the line and, and come to the house and do some work. But what's interesting about that is she still goes to the house and does research on her own, you know, uh, just because she's so fascinating, excuse me, so fascinated by what happened there yeah. that she can't quite let it go she wants more answers as she a wants scientist that's more. what they want they want to know what what is causing that that's the curiosity that drives science steve this has been an amazing chat we've been on for almost 30 minutes i can't believe that guys the new season of ghost hunters is premiering this thursday april 6th on the travel channel and discovery plus uh i had the honor of watching the premiere episode it's great chandler riggs uh, is a guest star from The Walking Dead. Satori and Cody also joined the investigation, along with Steve, Jay, Shari, Tango. The whole group is there. Congratulations. It's going to be another great season. I want to thank our audience, those of you guys who we have a great, nice live audience for a Tuesday afternoon. 
for tuning in live and those of you who'll be watching this later on. Again, a big thanks to our guest, Steve Gonzalez. From all of us, stay safe and stay walking. Bye, everybody.